Is that, did you know you were doing that with this guy or you didn't think Yes so? and no. Like he definitely had red flags. He had a mullet and a mustache, so. Interesting. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. Hello, welcome. Uh, listener question for the week. First of all, I want to start off by saying update on Adrian, our last full episode guest. She is officially broken up with her girlfriend and I'm so freaking happy about it. I haven't talked to her about the details. What I do know is she contacted her to have that like, what, 17th talk about what they were and where it was going. And when she called her, the girlfriend was drunk and couldn't really talk about it. And that's when Adrian said, I'm done here. And I am so proud of her. And we featured her as a single crush Saturday. So please feel free to reach out should you want one of the most amazing women in the world. And if you are also a female identifying person, um, just so happy for her. Just so happy. Sometimes it does take that many times and that's okay. Don't beat yourself up about it as long as you get there eventually. Good for you. And she hit that last straw and I'm just so pleased. Okay. Um, also, I was in Italy and I just want to say that my boyfriend and I noticed in Italy so many extremely attractive, sexy couples that consisted of a tall woman and a very short man. Oh my gosh. And they all looked so happy. And I think this is partially because Italian men do tend to be a little shorter. And I guess maybe Italian women tend to be taller. But like, who cares? It looked so good and so hot. And all I could think when I saw them was like, yes, good for you. I bet their sex is so hot. Sorry to be creeping on all you Italian couples. But like, this just goes back to my point a few weeks ago about short men and taller women. Tall women, get over it. I can't stress this enough. Get over it. And short men, just know you can have anyone you want if you have the swagger of a hot Italian man in a leather jacket. Just like be that guy. Know that you ride a motorcycle through the streets of Rome and go get yourself a tall, hot woman. They looked so hot. I can't get over it. So just like America, we're doing it wrong. Okay. Um, and then listener question kind of had a couple different questions come back to me about app life this week. One of them was if the guy's profile says looking for casual and I'm not looking for casual, should I go with it anyway? I'd say know thyself. So knowing that they really specifically are saying they want casual, would you be okay with it if it never went anywhere else? But also know that sometimes people say that and then guess what? They meet someone that makes them not want casual anymore. So I would maybe just ignore that line because I also know for a fact that sometimes people say looking for a relationship and then they go on a date with someone, a few days with someone, and then they're like, yeah, I'm really not looking for a relationship. So I think no one really knows what they're looking for. Um, and we should all just be looking for the person we want to be with rather than the idea of a relationship or not. So know thyself. Don't willingly walk into a situation that's going to make you happy. But also know that I kind of think that whole idea is bullshit. Um, and then question, another question we had was, uh, oh, like how quickly do I ask someone out on Hinge once we start talking? Can I ask them out right away or is that creepy? I say like three to four exchanges, no more than 24 hours. Get to ask them out on a date. Say, what's your schedule like? You can ask for their phone number or not, but just don't spend all day chatting and all night chatting without getting to asking for the drink. Probably don't open with, hey, do you want to get a drink? 
set up a little bit of a comfort level, get to know them, three or four exchanges, you're good to go. Thank you. Hello and welcome. I'm here with the stunning and gorgeous, fresh as a summer breeze, Leah Kanauer, as I was told is pronounced, which yes. is great to know because I would never know. I thought it was a silent K. A lot of people um, don't know. It's, I'm so glad you told me. It just says a lot about who you are as a person. Thank you. You really take care of your Thank people. you. I can tell. Um, <laughs> Leah is here. Mm-hmm. I was told, Leah's an amazing comedian, writer, and has her own podcast called Basic Witches, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Um, and she's going through some stuff. Mm-hmm. We decided to have her on today, not really knowing what was going on. And the first thing you said to me was that you really related to the episode with Alex, mm-hmm. um, who is a strong, powerful, talented, brilliant woman who loves to take care of men Mm -hmm. and chase after men who are clearly not available or really deserving of her. Mm -hmm. And you said you really related to that, so (laughs) I kind of already know where we are. Mm -hmm. And then I asked you to give me a quick rundown of what you're going through right now, Mm -hmm. which I'm actually fine if you just say what you told me. I was going to sum it up for you, but you were so good at summing it up that I just want you to sum it up. Great. So... Uh, this is like a small example, but it's an example of a string of patterns that, that keeps happening to me. Um, but the most recent thing is I met this guy um, We at a karaoke bar. We hit it off right away. We were both having so much fun, vibed, and yeah. Was, and he worked there, right? He worked there. Okay. I was there for a birthday party. Um, he asked for my number, and then as I was leaving, I, oh, I told him, I was like, I'm going to give you my number. I was like really good at setting the boundaries, which I used to have a really hard time with. So I thought I was doing all the things right this time. Um, I said, I'm going to give you my number. Do not text me. I only want you to call me to ask me on a date. And if you don't call me, I'm going to know that you're not a man of your word. Wow. So yeah. So then the next <laughs> morning he called me and he left a voicemail. All was seeming good. So then two days later we went on a hike date. Um, it was great. And then that same night he came with me to a comedy show. So it was basically two dates in one day. Then two days later we hung out again. He was texting me all the time, like saying he likes me and like, you know, just all the nice things asking me when he can see me again, saying he misses my face. And then we had a dinner date. That was probably like our sixth date. We'd had three sleepovers, no sex. I told him that um, the next person I have sex with, I want to be my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then he seemed on board with that. And he was like, well, the next person I date, I want to be my girlfriend. So we we're basically like saying to each other, like, okay, I could see this. Right. So let's not rush it. And like, we won't have sex. And we'll, yeah. So uh, six dates, three sleepovers, no sex. Uh, last date was a dinner date. He was saying, like, I like you so much, and it's scaring me because I don't want to disappoint you. I was like, okay, well, let's talk about that. Like, what are you afraid of? I'll tell you what I'm afraid of. And then we had a very honest, open conversation about relationships in our past and stuff. And then I slept over, didn't have sex. We had a great cuddle sesh in the morning. He said he wanted to see me again. And then I didn't hear from him all day, um, even though he was like, oh, I'm probably going to text you as soon as you leave. So didn't hear from him all day. And then the next day I was shooting a music video, sent him a picture of me in a bikini and just said, good morning. Bold, by the way, sending a picture in a bikini. Yeah. And it hasn't gone well for me a lot in the past. It's very vulnerable and like a big trigger for me to send pictures because so many times guys have ignored them, not responded, literally had an ex that yelled at me, scolded me for sending sending him sexy pictures. Yes. Why? 
That's we can get into we can that. Get into it. But <laughs> I mean, this is surprising thing. to me because I feel like usually guys are like, send me a picture, send me a picture, send me a picture. But when you send a picture, it tends to not get a response, which just so everyone knows, Leah's super hot. Like that's not like a why are you sending me a picture? I don't want to see it kind of thing. Maybe I don't know. Which is okay. why it's so hurtful and upsetting and shocking each time. Yeah. Because like Yeah, like, he should be kissing my feet for getting a picture from me. Absolutely. Ugh. Okay, so Sent him this picture, he didn't respond, and then like six hours later, I said, uh, and then he didn't respond to that, and then the next morning at like 11, I texted him again, and I said, hey, you didn't respond to my text, and it was a little, uh, er, yeah, you didn't respond, you kind of left me hanging, and it wasn't very cool, to be honest, um, especially after all our conversations about ghosting. We literally, he literally shook my hand on one of our dates and said that he would not ghost me. Wow. Because I said, ghosting is so not okay with me. It's very disrespectful. Like, let's be adults and tell each other if we don't want to see each other. And he shook my hand. Ugh! So, (laughs) (laughs) um, then I, yeah, then he responded to that text almost immediately and said, well, I guess I've just been having second thoughts and didn't know how to express that. Then I said, well, your silence was hurtful and heard loud and clear. Wish you the best. He didn't respond. Then a few hours later, I still wanted an explanation. So I was like, actually, um, could you explain to me more and express what happened? I think I deserve that. And then nothing. Nothing. And when was that? That was like five days ago. Five days ago. And And this is something that keeps happening to me so what keeps happening to you is someone's super into you you hit it off it's fast and furious it goes well you're on the same page and then they disappear rather quickly without any warning and I'm almost always the one that has to check in to be like hey what are you ghosting me and Mm -hmm. most of the time it's oh yeah I didn't know how to say it and then I never hear from them again wow fascinating (laughs) I mean well interesting uh i'll fix your life right now no i do think it's interesting i mean one thing i'll say is you know you came in very much like i know this is a pattern for me and i don't know why i keep doing this taking a lot of responsibility which i admire i do because i i don't like when people don't take responsibility at all for their dating Mm -hmm. life because i think we have to acknowledge if something keeps happening to us we probably are a part of it Mm -hmm. at the same time unfortunately this is a part of our culture now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that that's entirely new because I'm sure when it was just landline world, people disappeared then too. Yeah. Um, or when it was like someone came and called and sat in your parlor. Sometimes mm-hmm. maybe they wouldn't come and call. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I think there's a lot There's a lot more exposure about this. We talk about it a lot more mm-hmm. because of social media, because of everyone comparing notes. Mm-hmm. It's easy to make stories out of things and draw conclusions and be like, this is me this is the guys I'm picking which may be true and we'll get into that but I also want to take it off of you a little bit and just be like good thing this happened after what a week and a half of seeing this guy Mm -hmm. rather than a year and a half you didn't give this guy too much time I mean not that it was really your choice to stop giving him time but Mm -hmm. still a week and a half is not that much you found out pretty fast and furious Mm -hmm. where it was going you didn't have sex with him Mm -hmm. I have nothing wrong with people having sex um whenever they want but this way maybe it's a slightly easier healing process so much easier for me if i had had sex with him on that last dinner date i would be yes so torn apart right and i have i've talked about clients before that that's what happened is they had sex under the impression that we're on the same page we want the same things and then the person disappeared and there is something 
even biologically harder about that because your body releases certain bonding mm-hmm. chemicals when you have sex and then you're like what the fuck and also what's wrong with me see this is what makes me hate dating mm-hmm. because the amount of disrespect that like I've heard Melissa said that you're all about dating should be fun mm-hmm. and dating is not fun for me because it, it makes me feel bad very yeah. bad and I just hate doing it but and I totally hear that it's not fun when mm-hmm. that happens however it's still fun unfortunately mm-hmm. in the moment which is why we continue to subject ourselves to it mm-hmm. and which is why we do it over and over again because there's while there's no worse feeling than what you're going through right now mm-hmm. there's no better feeling than what was happening a week and a half ago you I know? know it's such a difference it's just and it's horrible like when that I know how that feels because I think I talk a lot about um, dating being fun and I make it sound like I never was in this place mm-hmm. but I was in this place so many times mm-hmm. so many times and I think everyone has been there's no one who's never been ghosted if you are I hate you but like <laughs> It's just not a thing, but it's just a matter of like, I think quantity helps Mm. that as much as you hate dating and this makes you want to crawl back into your shell and die, Mm. it helps to just move on and kind of make it so that it's a numbers game, as I also say. So Mm. you kind of just have to keep getting out there and know that this was a week and a half of your life. This was not your person and you found out with as little damage done as could be possible. Yeah. I want to wring his neck for not responding to your bikini picture. Mm-hmm. No one send them to me. Okay. I will <laughs> you got it. I will reframe it. I'll like break your reflexes. But Thank you. So I hate that he did that to you. Mm-hmm. But I also would hate for this experience to completely scare you back into hibernation again. That's kind of where I've gone. Yeah. And I think when that happens... It makes it a little harder each time mm-hmm. when you kind of, and again, I don't want to like lessen or devalue what you're going through right now, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it hurts. Like, and I know that mm-hmm. there's no worse feeling than waiting for someone to text you and waiting and waiting and waiting and being like making up all these excuses oh, in your yeah. mind. He got hit by a car. Yeah. He lost his phone. Yeah. And then going the over everything you did. Yep. It must've been when I said that. It must've been when I said this. I had a client mm-hmm. the other day who recently had a guy that she was seeing for like four or five months kind of disappear on her. Mm-hmm guys just like stop yeah um I don't know what it is I wish mm-hmm. I I wish I wish I could be like no it's not all guys and it isn't all guys it's definitely not all guys but unfortunately it is very prevalent right now yeah. to have this kind of behavior and for whatever reason I have to say guys as much as I don't like to you know lump genders together but mm-hmm. but they do tend to be the ones that are like Somewhere in my mind, I think it's better to disappear than to just say the truth that I'm not into this anymore. Right. You know? It's like, for whatever reason, we have been in the place where it's like, I know I'm not into this anymore. Mm-hmm. So we we get that. You yeah. know? We're not going to be like, I don't understand. We might right. be. But like, we get it. We'll my, and we're going to appreciate it so much more than them disappearing and leaving us to wonder mm-hmm. what happened. It's so hurtful and insulting because it's like, give me the benefit of the doubt that I can handle your rejection. Exactly. But you, ig- that I mean, this goes back to one of my core issues from childhood is like being ignored mm-hmm. is literally the worst thing. It's that the you worst could do thing. Yeah. It just makes you doubt your value so mm-hmm. much and think leaving me feeling this way was better for this person than having an honest conversation. Right. That's crazy. What I said to my client who this guy disappeared after they were seeing each other for four or five months and he had told her like, 
I don't want marriage and kids, and I think you do, and then kind of disappeared on her. It was this whole complicated thing, but she kept saying, like, I just want the reason. I want the real reason because I know, because she had had all these exes say, I don't want marriage or kids, and then next thing you know, have marriage or kids. So she was like, I know that's not really it. I know he's just not that into me anymore. Mm -hmm. Why can't he just say that? Yeah. And to her, I had to kind of say, like, while you think it would have made it better for him to say that, and it probably would have in some ways, when they don't give you that, mm-hmm. you have to take it for yourself. And rather than being like, it was this thing I said, it was that thing I did, it was the picture I sent, mm-hmm. it's just like that moment where you, for whatever reason, know that the person you're with isn't the person for you, mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily have an explanation, that's what happened here. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something you did or said. It could have been that he freaked out about not being ready for a relationship. He might have freaked himself out. He said he was scared to disappoint you, whatever, mm-hmm. that he made that decision. And it's like, that's when you kind of have to take closure for yourself and you have to take ownership of it. so exhausting, though, to do that over and over and over again. So what do you think? Because you said you identified with Alex's episode, yeah. which means you know that maybe you go for guys who can't do what you want them I to do. I always have to. Is that, did you know you were doing that with this guy? Or you didn't think Yes so? and no. Like, he definitely had red flags. He had a mullet and a mustache, so. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Strong choices. Yeah. Wow. But I wasn't, like, he's not my normal type, which is why I was impressed with myself, because, like, oh, Leah, going out of the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I was actually, like, you know, being more open-minded. But now I see so many things that he said as they were said in the context of flirting and of uh, complimenting me, like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm here with you right now. You're way too good for me. You're way more successful than me. All these things that he was saying that I thought were like, oh, you really like me. Now I see it as, oh, he was insecure. Very insecure, insecure. yes. And kind of similar to Alex, too, how she said she'd always be with guys who were like, you're too good for me, You, mm-hmm. I don't deserve you, you have your shit together more than I do. It's like, if they are telling you something, probably listen. Not yeah. that, and at the same time, like, I don't want you to beat yourself up because it's like, when you're in the throes of something mm-hmm. and when you have feelings for someone, they could say literally anything and you're like, ha ha, like, yeah. that's fine. Like, I'm, I'm cool, you know, because you just like them. And it's happened to the best of us where we're like, oh my God, I can't believe... I was seeing that person and the things he did or the things he said or whatever. And we beat ourselves up about it. But that's just, unfortunately, the chemicals of feeling things for someone that make us kind of ignore a bunch of red flags. And all we can do is try to learn from it after. But I don't think it's useful to be like, I'm an idiot. I'm stupid. You know, I think you just have to be like, okay, let's take this information. I may do this again. You probably will a couple Mm -hmm. more times. (laughs) And eventually I will learn in a not even conscious part of me, I will learn to stay away from those people. It's so hard to tell the difference, though, between, like, am I attracting these kind of people or am I picking these kind of people? Because I don't feel like I picked this guy. I feel like we just connected, hit it off, and then he just so happened to turn out to be an asshole like the rest. Right. So, but that that's it, though, right? Like, so he just so happened. Mm. So... I don't think there's necessarily a lesson here of, like, you doing something wrong. I really don't. As I said, I think it's really strong and good to be able to say, like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. At the same time, sometimes these things just happen. And sometimes that person 
showed you something different than who they actually were. He was saying like, I'm not good enough for you. I'm not good enough for you. I'm afraid I'm going to disappoint you. Yeah, but at that point you weren't going to be like, oh, really? Okay, then never mind. Like, obviously. You were yeah. in it. You liked him. That's okay. I know. And I'm like always, too, I think, too trusting and kind and like give people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe. But I don't want to encourage you away from that because I, I don't want but, you to become this like jaded. Well, but the more hurt I get, I feel that happening. I feel like a shell forming around my heart mm. where like, I know and like, I like being trusting and honest and like, I think that's some of my greatest qualities. But then when it gets taken advantage of, it just makes me feel like, well, then why am I even dating if everyone out there is gonna be so mean and like take it you know it's just why what's the point this is supposed to be enjoyable and it's not because people are disrespectful and hurtful totally i get it i get it yeah get it like i i remember the person that i not right before my boyfriend but maybe two people before him was the last person that kind of did this sort of thing to me where just like there was not good treatment and I just put up with it telling myself it was going to get better or he was just so special or whatever. And looking back on it now, I'm like, oh my God, like what? And I remember when it, when it kind of ended, not even by me ending it, but by him kind of disappearing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was similar, like, fuck this. They're not out there. No one is nice. Mm-hmm. No one treats you with respect. Luckily, the beautiful thing about us humans is that we continue to go out there and try it again. Mm-hmm. When was the last time, when was your last, like, relationship relationship? Relationship relationship? Five years ago. That that was the big one. That was the one that the ex scolded me for sending the text. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> How long were you with him? A little under two years. We dated for, well, for about a year and a half in, he realized he was bisexual. Oh. Yeah, and I wanted to break up with him because I wanted him to explore that because he never had. And then uh, he insisted on staying with me, and then I caught him cheating on me with a guy. Wow. Well, no wonder he scolded you for the picture. Yeah. Well, no, that that really is why because he had so much shame about sexuality Mm -hmm. and, like, stuff. So when I would be sexual towards him, it was, like... Yeah, he would yell at me. This was obviously before he was out, and then it all kind of made, made more sense. sense. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's definitely it scarred me a lot. Yeah, especially because he was the first guy I was in love with, and the first guy I ever had sex with. So he like kind of set that precedent of like, okay, I can't send sexy pictures to my boyfriend because they'll all yell at me or ignore me. Well, I think it's actually a really easy barometer for you. How with so? a guy, I think you'd just be like, let's see what happens when I send them a picture. And rather than making it like a trigger weak thing, it can be a test for them. Mm. Like, I think you, and I know like you're very freshly out of this one. So again, like I would encourage you to give yourself as much time as you need mm. to heal, but without letting it kind of shut you down. Mm. And then I think you need to kind of like take back your power and your strength you know I think these guys fuck them mm-hmm. make you feel not worthy mm-hmm. make you feel ashamed make you feel like you did something wrong make you feel like you were stupid you made the wrong decision mm-hmm. and they're just assholes that you happened to meet but we all have mm-hmm. and the more people you date 
a lot of them are going to be assholes or not right for you or whatever. And that's why like finding a person is such a big deal that everybody wants is because it's not every person. It is hard. But I think you almost need to date more as much as you say you hate it just to start to have each one not be as kind of like precious or meaningful almost. Like they need to become more like, like you're testing each one rather than like you're trying to prove yourself to each one you should be having the power in the situation, you know? You should be sending your picture and be like, let's see how he responds. If he doesn't respond in a good way, check that one off the list. It's so exhausting, though, because I always feel like I'm training men how to treat me. Well, that's true. And I'm not going to say it's It's not. It's so exhausting. Which is exhausting. But once you get to a closer place with them, Mm -hmm. the training takes over itself. And that's great. But training someone can be a really good way to figure out if they're worthy of you. Like, if you try to show them what you like, because not most people are not going to know right away. Most people have developed bad habits by being single themselves for a while mm-hmm. or by being in a certain relationship mm-hmm. and being trained a certain way by someone else. So you should expect that anyone who comes to you is going to need a certain amount of training. And that's fine. That's mm-hmm. not bad. That's like... Everyone needs to be taught how to com- how you like to communicate, how you like to have sex, how whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. So that's fine. But the the telling part is if you tell them what you need and what you want, and they don't give it to you on purpose or just consciously aren't trying, mm-hmm. then you can know that you can move on. Yeah. I don't think training itself is a bad thing. I think not being willing to be trained is a bad thing. Yeah. You know, or not able to be trained. And just so no one gets mad at me. Like, training is not like, you know, teach these boys how to... Yes, I wish everyone was, like, so great and responsible and Mm -hmm. adult when they're dating. But unfortunately, we've all developed bad habits. Mm -hmm. The digital age makes it very easy to develop bad habits. And unfortunately, the bad habits don't change until someone finds someone that makes them want to change. Mm. And so you have to be the one to be like, you're going to change, and if not, I'm going to move on. Yeah. Not like, let me mold myself around you and what you do and what you need and what you want. Yeah. You know, I think you can take a lot more kind of ownership. Like, you're an amazing woman. You don't need to bend to anybody. I always feel like I do. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of... How much would you say you've dated over the last five years? What is dating to you? <laughs> um, I guess how how often do you, like, start seeing someone new? Or how many kind of, like, short-term things? Yeah. I would say there's, like, a new guy once every two months okay but that doesn't mean I'm dating them for two months it's probably like for a week and a half and then I don't date anyone for right, another and then you shut down yes. yes and then I get back out there and then I and I also hate dating apps are you on the dating apps? yes and I hate them why so, do you hate them um, I mean obvious reasons but why yeah do you it's hate them? mainly the culture thing just it feels as if everyone is replaceable no one actually treats anyone with respect I can message for this guy for a million times and then I'll, he'll never talk to me again or he'll unmatch me or I'll unmatch him or we'll talk be setting up a time and then the day will actually come for a date and they won't actually want to hang it's just it's it feels like it's putting in a lot of work for nothing when Again, these guys don't respect me mm-hmm. or don't not even about me because they don't know me yet, but they don't respect dating. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so then why are we all doing that? So that being said, when I do meet people in person, which is how I prefer, for instance, this karaoke guy, it does mean 
more to me because I'm like, oh, we had an actual connection. I don't have to meet up with them to see if there's a vibe. I already right. know there's a vibe. So when I meet them, it's like I get excited and then I, not that I'm writing off everyone else, but like I'm dating to get into a relationship. I don't want to date a million people. Right. I want to spend time with one person, get to know one person, have sex, maybe fall in love. But like, I don't know. I just, the, the culture of it just is, is infuriating and nauseating to me. So I have uh, accounts up, but I don't actively go on dates. Well, I am a huge fan of meeting in person. So I'm really glad that you did that. And I think that does sound like the right way for you to mm-hmm. meet people in real life and just get a vibe. Mm-hmm. If the dating apps are making you more shut down and more jaded and more miserable, mm-hmm. while I would normally say do it anyway and go on a bunch of dates for you, I think you need to do whatever makes this as painless as possible. Mm-hmm. But I would also say, and this was one thing I noticed in your story mm. uh, that I would have maybe done a little differently. And I'm not saying this is what caused this because sure. obviously this person caused this. Yeah. But the, I don't want to have sex until you're my boyfriend makes the boyfriend thing, the goal, like the end goal, the prize. Mm-hmm. And I think... You being the girlfriend is the prize. Mm. So it's just an interesting thing, not to be too cliche, but mm. when you tell someone you want a relationship or you want a boyfriend, they don't want to give it to you. Mm. When you tell them you don't want that, they do want to give it to you. Mm. It's just kind of the way men, but also a Wait, lot so of people I say work. I don't want a boyfriend? You just don't say anything. You don't say the word boyfriend because the word boyfriend, for some reason, <laughs> freaks people the fuck out. Mm-hmm. So you just be like... Yeah, I'm not ready to have sex with you yet. You don't have to give an explanation. You don't Mm. have to give them a timeline. You don't have to say when this happens. Because then it's automatically turning it into this greater Mm. thing in their mind. And for some reason, whether socially or from past experiences or whatever, Mm. men are freaked out when someone comes to them with, I want a relationship. Or I want a boyfriend. They hear that and even if they really, really like you something in them just freaks out. Maybe because they're taught like that's not manly to want a girl, whatever. Mm. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but you can't be the one to say it. And I hate to like impose these kind of archaic, old-fashioned yeah. roles. But from what I've seen, it's true. Mm. And you have to just... You can say Ugh. you can say whatever you want need in terms of like, I'm not having sex with you yet. You need to give no explanation for that. Mm. But I just would stay away from like... When you're my boyfriend, you can have sex with me. You know what I mean? Like, I would just... I would also stay away from, I'm looking for a relationship. Just because, for whatever reason, those words carry some sort of gross thing for people. But but so many people are not. So I don't want to go on a million dates with a guy that just wants casual sex. Listen, everyone just wants casual sex until they don't. Like, truly. I don't. No, no, no. Not I don't mean you. I mean mostly... Unfortunately, again, hate to say it this way, men. I know, so that's why I feel like I'm screwed. You're I not don't though. Want but to like, have think of sex. all the relationships that have started from where, like, I just wanted casual sex, and then I got surprised by this person. Mm-hmm. Like, guys tend to not walk around like I want a relationship. They tend to walk around like I'm perfectly happy to be doing what I'm doing. And then someone comes along and hits them in the face and they're like, I have no choice, but I have to be in a relationship with this person. Mm -hmm. I need them to be mine. Mm -hmm. Whereas women do tend 
to be more like, okay, I'm ready for a relationship now. I figured out everything else in my life and this is what I want now and I'm ready and I don't want to waste time and I don't want to fuck around. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's like this disconnect and we in that way kind of have to just be like, it's probably not going to come from that mindset mm-hmm. because the whole idea that you're wasting time by going on dates with a bunch of people casually, mm-hmm. having that mindset is what's going to waste your time. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like when you mm-hmm. approach a date, like I want to see if this is a relationship potential going somewhere, that's going to pretty much immediately make it not. Like it's having the mindset of like, I'm looking for a relationship is in itself, oh, it, it's going to not work. It's going to, like, mm. waste the time. So you kind of have to be open to the idea of going on a bunch of dates with people, most of which are not going to work out. Yeah. Like, it's just, it is a numbers game. And you just kind of have to bounce back after each disappointment. Yeah. And just be like, okay, like, that one wasn't it. Mm-hmm. It's like if you went into a bar with a thousand people in it. Mm-hmm. One of them might turn out to be your boyfriend, but maybe even not, you know? And it's yeah. like, because we have the apps and because dating has turned into this weird thing, we have this expectation that somehow I can like narrow it down before I go, like have higher chances because I've done my research before or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's not, it's still not how it works because chemistry and two people deciding to be in a relationship is such an unpredictable, non-scientific thing. Yeah. That you just, it just has to be a numbers game and it has to be a little less personal and you have to go a little less like, I'm going to find out if this is a relationship and a little more like, I'm going to meet a new person, we're going to see how it goes and I'm not going to say a word about a relationship. Mm. It does feel so personal to me because I've just been scarred so many times. The other thing that bothers me though about dating apps is I feel like now our dating culture is so reliant on them Mm -hmm. that when I when or if I do meet people in person, or let's say I just lock eyes with a cute guy in person, I feel like they're, now the thought is always, oh, well, I can't, I, I don't want to harass her. I don't want to bother right. her in public. So I'll just like, Ugh, I'll just not say anything. And so then me, someone who doesn't really like dating apps, that's why I feel like I don't date a lot is because men or like people I don't know are just like afraid totally. to talk to people now because we're so dependent on on our phones and right. shit. And people are looking at their phone screens instead of like, oh, this cute girl next to me. Right. So that's where I think you did an amazing job with this karaoke man because you gave him your phone number. Mm-hmm. He probably asked for it, right? He actually didn't. You I was gave it to him. I was leaving and he like I could tell he wanted to ask for it and then I'm I was like I'm leaving he's like okay bye and like we made long eye contact I was like are you gonna do something about it because <laughs> he was talking to me all night and yeah. it's like clearly we're vibing yes yeah so I like again that shows his insecurity to begin right. with too that he didn't want to ask for my number so I do think that was an interesting time that it kind of showed you who he was and for the future. Mm. Because there is also a whole school of thought that, like, the way you kind of set up the courtship from the very beginning sets the tone for the relationship. Mm. So if it starts with you doing all the work, you're going to continue like to I'm do all the work. always doing all the work because it so, feels like guys don't do any work. That is true. Which is why it makes me hate dating. <laughs> this is what you're going to do. You're going to do what you did because I think it's so great of giving your phone number when you see a cute guy. Whether you talk all night or make eye contact for a second, you have literally nothing to lose. You're going to give them your phone number. I freaking love that you were like, call me the next day. Do not text me. I won't respond. Like, as much as I'm like, 
oh, guys freak out at the word relationship. They also love being told what to Directions, do. They yeah. love it. Because then they don't have to guess. They're mm-hmm. not like, what's the right thing to do? And you're right. They are scared now. There has mm-hmm. been a big shift where guys are like, I don't want to be creepy. I don't want to mm-hmm. hit on her, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. So you have to be like, this is what you're going to do. This is what's okay with me. You set that precedent at the beginning. Mm-hmm. After that, you don't do any more work. Mm. If you want a guy who's going to put in the work and you're not going to want to have to do everything, you are allowed to throw the first bone. You can maybe make the first, like, ask out move if it's on an app or whatever. Mm -hmm. But after that, they have to do the work. You don't initiate texting. You don't, like, you didn't hear from this guy all day. I would Mm -hmm. say, don't do anything. Mm -hmm. I want to send the pictures to me. I I wanted to not do anything, but I, at that point, it was already done. Right. Because he didn't respond, so it was very clear, okay, he's, like, trying to ghost me, so I might as well fucking say what I want to say. That's true. Yeah. And I and I also, in this case, like that you gave yourself closure by yeah. saying, this is how this feels to me, this is what you did. Mm-hmm. You can't control his response to that and whether he's going to hear it or not, but at least you feel like you right. got to say your thing. But I, I wouldn't back off of the giving guys your number. I think that's a great technique. Mm-hmm. I think it works for you. You're super charming in person. And if you hate the apps, for you, like, I want to figure out what we can do to make you not hate this as much and to make it, like, a little more fun because I do think it's going to mean dating more than you are if you actually want to find someone. Yeah. If you decide, like, it's not worth it to you to find someone to have to go through this nightmare of dating, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But then it could be another five years, ten years, whatever, because it is hard for people to just cross paths. That doesn't really happen anymore. So we have to find a way to make this less miserable for you. I know that you're pretty social. You go to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You talk to people. So I think giving people your number is great. Yeah. And I think you should do that. And I think saying, this is how I want you to use my number is great. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you let them do the rest of the initiating and the rest of the work. And you don't bring up the word relationship. You mm-hmm. don't bring up the word boyfriend. And if you don't want to have sex with them, you're just like, no, nope, not yet. Not ready. And then you decide feels, when you do. It kind of feels like lying by omission, though, to me. No. It's just not, it's just omission. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Because unless they're like, do you want a boyfriend? It's not lying. Okay. If they were to ask you, what are you looking for? Looking for a relationship? You'd just be like, I'm enjoying dating right now, which is a lie for you. (laughs) (laughs) Big lie. (laughs) But unfortunately, like, they kind of have to, I hate it. Like, I hate it. I, I hate being the one to say this, but I, from what I've seen and from what I know, it kind of has to be their idea, and it kind of has to be like, wow, why didn't she ask for that? Because you do know how many dates guys go on where the girl's like, just so you know, I'm not looking to hook up. I'm looking for a relationship. Bye. Like, mm. that's just not... There's something not appealing about that, of, like, trying to force someone into something before you even know them. Mm. And, like, with this guy... He was probably like, she's going to find out any day now what a fucking loser I am. He literally said things like that to me. Yeah. So he was probably just like, the idea that you would bring up the word boyfriend, even if it wasn't like, I want you to be my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. But it was saying, as you said, it was kind of implying like that's where this is headed. Yeah. He's already going, I'm going to fuck this up, disappoint her. She's going to hate my guts. I got to get the fuck out. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Totally. But so by not bringing up the relationship idea... Because here's the other thing. I think that when we decide, I'm ready for a relationship, I'm ready for a boyfriend, Mm -hmm. that's what we start looking for instead of paying attention to, is this person actually the right person? Yeah. Well, that's what I say to them and in general, too, is I'm not just looking for 
a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. When I say I'm looking for a boyfriend, I'm looking for a dope dude that I like. That you know, like totally. I want. I don't just want a boyfriend. I want a cool guy. So I, yeah, I guess me saying that is not like. Yeah, so I get what you're saying though. I'll tell you that. And I wish I knew more science to back this up, but I read it in a book. Um, <laughs> I trust you. But so that so emotionally, we kind of move in three month increments for mm. the first year. The mm. first three months is the perfect phase. Mm-hmm. So that's when those emotions are at their highest. The and you're first like, three months have been the worst for me in every relationship. Right, but that's because for the first week or so, you're just like dopamine, dopamine. Oh my god, like this person so much, and they could mm. be like, "I'm a fucking loser. Don't date me." And you'll be like, "That's hilarious." <laughs> right so like that's when we don't hear anything we don't Mm -hmm. see anything it takes a really long time for us to start to see them as like an actual human person in a potential relationship with us Mm -hmm. so I want to say you are not allowed to have them be your boyfriend for three months whoa you can sleep with them exclusively if you want to and you can be like if we're sleeping together I want it to be exclusive you don't have to say I want a relationship you can just be like I'm not interested in sleeping with other people but I think that from what I've seen, women are so like, I, I like him. Okay, I want him to be my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it takes about three months to really know if that person is going to be a good match for you. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was dating a lot myself, there were like three or four guys I dated for three months each. And like clockwork, at about three months, I'd be like, oh, no. Wow. Whereas at the two-week mark or the one-month mark or the one-month-and-a-half mark, I was like, yes, boyfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend. I was just waiting for them to ask me. Mm-hmm. And then we'd get to like three months and I'd be like, oh, no, there's all this stuff I didn't see before because now my chemicals are starting to calm down and I'm, oh, oh, okay, no, never mind. And then I would end it. And so even though three months sounds like a long time, it does mm-hmm. take about that amount of time to see what you're really dealing with and to see if you like this person outside of that. Yeah. Then there's like six months, nine months, and each one gets a little more like, okay, is this real yeah. kind of thing? But so I say like the danger of having the like boyfriend or relationship thing in mind, even though you're like, no, I want a specific one, mm-hmm. is like it's going to make you jump to that conclusion in your mind instead of like actually being like this person no matter how much I like them is not going to be my boyfriend for three months Mm -hmm. I have to see who they really are first Mm -hmm. and I think you need to take the power and the control that way yeah of like I'm not volleying for this position in their life Mm -hmm. I'm seeing if they get the position in my life yeah and that's going to depend on the way they treat me I like that and how they respond when I send them a naked picture. Yeah. Not naked. Yeah. Bikini. <laughs> Almost sorry, naked. Sorry, sorry, yeah. I think I, I'm so, I'm such an impatient person. Mm-hmm. And I, I was in an abstinence club and I was a virgin until I was 20. Whoa. Like, yeah, so sex is very important to me. But I love sex. I'm a very sexual person. I'm just mm-hmm. very sacred about it. So that's where I think a lot of my angst and anxiety and impatience comes from is because I, I, do want to only have sex with someone exclusively, whether they're my boyfriend or not. I, I want to know that that time is for us and he's not fucking other people. So when I do meet a guy that I'm excited about, I'm just like, oh my God, okay, I just want to, I want to have sex with you. So like, just commit to me quick. Right, right, And right. then that's, I, I see where that's where I'm like kind of screwing myself by yeah. putting those own requirements on myself. But... Uh, I don't know. But you can still do the exclusive thing without having them be your boyfriend. Yeah. I think, and even, like, you'll know, I think, 
you know, you might have to wait a little longer than you want to to have sex, Mm -hmm. but you'll know if they're really into you or if there's kind of something weird or they might be seeing other people. Mm -hmm. And then you'll know when you trust them. It's kind of like my thing about not having sex with someone until... um, you they could not get a boner and you would still like them because if you have sex with them too soon it's either going to make you like them so much mm-hmm. that you're blind to all the stuff that's wrong with them mm-hmm. or it's going to make you like them way less than like maybe they were a really good guy and then they just had a nervous moment and then oh no you don't like them anymore yeah. you know so it's like thinking of it more as like the reward's going to be so much bigger if you wait a little in terms mm-hmm. of like the stability of the foundation of your relationship. Yeah. And not as like a sex is a prize or like I'm holding out on them or I have to be pure or whatever. Yeah. But more like this is for me to know if I actually like you. Yeah. And to not be blinded to things that are coming up that I need to know about. Yeah. So I think you can have the exclusivity conversation, but it can be in the way of like, you know, this is my background. I really want to have sex with you, but I need to wait until I know how much I like you. Or, like, I need to wait until we're both ready to not have sex with other people. You can say we're both, so it's not like you, you. Yeah, like that, You know? And then you can have sex when you're ready, when you feel comfortable, when you know in you Mm. that your feelings for them are more than that and that you trust them in the way that, like, they're not going to disappear tomorrow. I think that's the biggest problem is learning to trust again after I've been hurt so many times. Well, I think... You have to know that a week and a half isn't long enough to trust anybody, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. So as much as I wish I could be like, well, you knew, you know. No, I- and I, I knew that too. Like even when I would like a week and a half going on that many dates is like now in retrospect, it's like, oh, it's kind of fast. But when when you're in it, you're like, oh my God, this this guy, like we really like each other. We really like spending time together. And yeah. like this it feels, feels so real. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, out of it, it's like, okay, well, then that makes sense. Can I ask how old you are? 26. 26. Wow, mm-hmm. you seem so much more mature. Than really? 26. Well, because I, I do, not that I'm ageist, but I do mm-hmm. have a little thing of like, no one is a real person until they're 30. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so basically. Do you think I come off as a real person? I do. Cool. <laughs> but knowing that you're 26 now, mm-hmm. I'm like, it makes more sense to me that so far you've only had these kind of experiences. Yeah. Because I think that's pretty common for being in your 20s. Yeah. And I think it, it takes a while to really start to value yourself and to really, even if you value yourself as like a career woman, a performer, Mm -hmm. a writer, a friend, all Mm -hmm. these other things, love continues to do these things to us that just make us into someone we do not recognize. Oh, I think I'm a boss bitch in like every area of my life, except dating is the one thing where I'm like, "Uh, no. And I think you will learn through a few more of these experiences, which, mm. like, I wish I could tell you this isn't going to happen to you again, but it probably, probably is, will. especially because you're 26. And in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you have to be like, this is going to happen again. And I have to know it's not me. However, I do have to take responsibility for uh, what the person is showing me right off the mm-hmm. bat. I have to be aware of it. I can still go in with my eyes wide open and let it happen because I like them. But I just want to be, I just want to be increasingly aware each time it happens. Mm-hmm. And eventually you'll just naturally start to be attracted to 
different kind of people who really value you and don't need to be taken care of and don't have all these weird insecurities like that will become more attractive to you but I think it's somewhat normal in your 20s to still be especially because you're a boss bitch in so many ways attracted to people that are kind of a mess that you have to take care of that you have to convince that you have to fight after that you have to do the work that's pretty common and that'll become less attractive to you yeah but right now it's still probably a little bit where you are and I also think, like, your mid-20s, it's okay to, like, have this happen and then want to take, like, a few months off or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think when you decide it's more important to you to get out there, then you just kind of have to force yourself in a way and, yeah, brush it off and just keep going. But just be aware and just, like, stay away from being allowed to jump into a relationship with someone as much as they like you. I'm always wary of the Fast and Furious thing. Mm. Like, because it feels so good. So good. But it almost (laughs) always burns out completely. Why is is that? I don't... I. Because I kind of think guys who are like that can't be trusted. (laughs) Like, it's not always the case. There are relationships that have started that way. Mm. But I generally... This is like, you know... I work at a matchmaking company mm-hmm. and women will go on these first dates and be like, I just didn't feel it. I didn't feel the like chemistry. I didn't feel a connection. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't, I know, I know when I feel it. And I'm like, you do. But think about the ones you've like felt it with right away. And it's just been so wild and crazy. Mm-hmm. This chemistry. I bet you that didn't really go anywhere long term. Like mm-hmm. I bet that burnt out just as quickly as it started because yeah. there's something about that, that those guys, those guys I just don't really trust who are like, yeah, I want to see you every day, every day, every day. It's like, why aren't you being a grown-up? Don't you have a job? Like, you should have your own life. You should want to see me kind of on a regular schedule. It's not going to be as exciting. It's not going to be this crazy, like, let's drive to the top of a mountain and proclaim our love for each other feeling. But it's going to be kind of a consistent, safe, like, you're going to be there. Yeah. You're going to check in. You're not proclaiming love for me before the three-month mark. Because yeah. I just, I feel like that's childish. And yeah. I feel like that kind of leads to childish relationships that feel real good and burn out real fast. My therapist has, re- my real therapist <laughs> has been really trying to get me to crave the neutral. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, because I used to get really addicted to those like really exciting relationships that then go out quickly. But she's like, yeah, I want you to pay attention to like lean into the stable. It might be as ex- it might feel boring. She also always says, "Eat your veggies. Like you can't yeah. have ice cream every day as much as you want to." And I fucking do. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But though. like, yeah, she's like, you need to have what's good for you, mm-hmm. and that's actually something that's maybe not as exciting and a little bit more stable. It's not as exciting in the beginning, but let me tell you how as exciting it is six months, a year, whatever mm-hmm. in when you're like. I like this person even more than I did yesterday. Mm. As opposed to like, I like them so much on the first day and by the third day I want to fucking kill them. Mm. Like, it's, yeah. it starts out more slow burn, but it builds to something so much more full, Bigger. you know, and real. But again, you being 26, I totally understand. I wasn't okay with the slow burn until well into my early 30s. Yeah. You Some know? of the guys that I'm dating, though, are like mid-30s and they're the ones that are ghosting as well. Doesn't okay. count. Doesn't <laughs> count. <laughs> 
<laughs> I say with guys, sorry, but if you're any type of artist, I subtract 10 years from your age. Yikes. Mm-hmm. So if they're 35, they're 25, well, except for some very ugh, rare cases. That's the majority of people that I meet too, which karaoke guy was not an artist, which was why I liked him, a part of why I liked him. And that's good. See, you have to notice the places where you are also making strides, the veggies yeah. you are eating. <laughs> you ate like a carrot, which is like technically a veggie, but still has mm-hmm. a lot of sugar. But I put it inside of an ice cream sandwich. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like one of those caramelized carrots. Ooh, yes. sounds great. Yeah. But it's the same with dating too. It's like you mm. want it all to be fun and feel good. You want the dessert, the dessert, the dessert. Mm. But in between the dessert, there's going to be veggies. There's going to be a bunch of boring dates. There's going to be a bunch mm. of ghosters. There's going to be a bunch of flakes. There's going to be some creeps, whatever. You have to have all of it to get to the final... I don't have another food metaphor (laughs) product that you want, you know, and it's all part of the experience. And so when you're ready, I would just say, take, notice the good things. Notice how you did change. Notice Mm. what you noticed. Mm. Take that with you, but don't like hammer it hard with yourself too much. You know, Mm -hmm. this happens and you're going to get better at recognizing it. You're also going to go through it a few more times Mm. and eventually (laughs) veggies will taste better to you. (laughs) I hope so. They will. Yeah. Trying to think of some homework. Yeah. What do you got for me? I think for your homework, I'm eliminating the words boyfriend and relationship from your vocabulary. Okay. Um, Unless to say, no, I don't want a boyfriend. I'm having a great time dating. (laughs) Because that's like an aphrodisiac. Okay. Um, (laughs) And I would say you don't like the app, so I would say... As much as you want to crawl into a hole and die, you have one more week to do that. Okay. Um, After that week is up, so next Saturday, you have to give out your phone number once a week for two months. Once a week. And you can do it the same way you did with this guy. Mm -hmm. And you can tell them what you want, what you need. Once you give them your phone number and say, call me, whatever, you stop doing the work. So Mm -hmm. you're not the first texter. You don't set up the date. If they don't text you, you just... Move on. If you need to say something for your own whatever, you can do that because I feel like you're a person that likes to get your yes. you know, feelings out and that's good. That's healthy. I would never yeah. tell you not to do that. But I would say one more week to kind of be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then leap before you're ready. Mm. And the net will appear. <laughs> Probably not. But give out your number once a week. Okay. Can you do that? Yeah. Do you want my number? Yes. <laughs> so I can send you that bikini pic? Yes, please. <laughs> I really do. And I want you, once you start seeing a guy, own the pictures. This is Mm. your test. They can fail or pass, but it's not about the value of you. How do I stop it from affecting me, though? If they don't respond, sure, test over, they failed, they're done, but like... It might still affect me. It can affect you. You're a human. Yeah. Yeah. Part of dating is getting hurt and being affected. This is why I hate it. No, I know. But this is what is so amazing when you finally find a good vegetable. Mm. It's going to taste so good because it's not going to give you a cavity. There Mm. we go. That was good. Um, That was good. But it's like you have to think of each time they hurt you, disappoint you, don't respond to a picture. I still can't believe they do that. Mm, Um, I know. As like... A gift that's going to make you appreciate the good one so much more, Mm. you know, because we've all been through it. There's no one who has not been through this and it just makes the one at the end so much more satisfying. Mm. Like I could not appreciate what I have now if I hadn't been through all the shit I'd been. I I had a really nice guy when I was like 23, 24 and I was like, fuck you, you're so boring. This is so whatever. (laughs) And then I had to have 10 years of terrible experiences to really appreciate what I have now. 
I know that's so cliche, but it's just really true. Yeah. Damn. Okay, so I'm going to get right. your phone number. You're going to send me a <laughs> bikini pic. I'm going to tell you how hot it is. Yes. We're going to break the cycle, and you're just going to own this, and you're going to give out your number once a week. Okay. Thank you so much for coming and sharing. Everyone listen to your podcast, Basic Witches. Mm-hmm. You're going to get through this. You're amazing. You. And I have no fears about you. Thank you.